0: Do you hear the call? God's calling. The Spirit is stirring. And uh, that's why I'm stirred up. <laughs> uh, He's stirring in my life. He's stirring in our church. He's stirring in a lot of churches. He's stirring across our nation. God is moving. God is working. And God is calling. And uh, and that's kind of, you know... Uh, I've been doing ministry for, I guess, about 36 years now, uh, give or take. I know that's a long time, Uh, but I'm tired of doing ministry. I want to see God do something, Uh, and even more than that, part of why I am pushing and passionate and and what you're, you're, you're hearing uh, come out of me is because I I hear God calling. God is, is, is calling us to a work of his spirit, to a work of his grace, and he is stirring. And as I, I do that, it's, it's one of those things that... Uh, What I want to do, and how you can pray for me, is I want to be ultra-sensitive to his spirit. I don't want to say anything. I don't want to do anything. I don't want to plan anything to try to manipulate the spirit, if you know what I'm saying, because we can't do that. And we preachers are guilty of that. We, we try to manipulate the spirit and say, okay, we'll do this, this, and the God, you got to show up, you know, or, or try to get things, you know, going or try to say something that will stir people up. And I, we don't need preacher stirring. We need Holy Spirit stirring. And so I, I just, I want to be obedient to him. That, uh, just as a matter of fact, this, this morning in the in the first service, we, uh, uh, I'm, thankful for the way god was moving in that service and and uh and just i don't know there's there's a freedom there's a sensitivity there was is there in the second service as well but i found myself doing something in the second service is that i i got to a point in the message and i was trying to remember what God had told me in the first service that I didn't have written down so I could say that again because it got a good response in the first service. And after everything was over, God convicted me and said, no, 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 no. You listen to me. (laughs) Don't try to redo what I did. There's a different crowd there. There's different things that that I, I, I want to... And that's where I want to be. I want to be sensitive. And I want us to be sensitive to the Spirit uh, tonight, I'm, I'm not necessarily going to preach a message. I'm going to share some things. You may call it preaching uh, or whatever, but we're going to do some praying. Matter of fact, kind of building on what we did uh, this morning, I want us tonight, and I, I appreciate what Trey was was sharing. God's put some things together for tonight because I I'm strongly impressed. Matter of fact, I've been impressed all this week. I've been impressed for the last couple of weeks as I've been praying through some things and, 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 and saying, okay, Sunday night's coming, Lord, what do you want me to share? And God just kept telling me to wait, and then, and then he put this, what I'm going to be sharing with you, put these things on my, my heart to, to, to share with you. God's up to something tonight. God's planned some things tonight for us, for God to, to do something in our midst. Not because of anything I'm doing, because I'm just gonna let God do some things tonight. I hope and I I know that He can and I know that He is stirring and I know that He's calling. And so I, I want us tonight, I want us to just get real. Okay. Let's 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 get real. Let's get real with the Lord. Let's get real in our relationship with God. And I know we've got a crowd full of folks here, but if at all possible. I want, I'm i going to be saying some things, but I don't want to speak over the Holy Spirit. I don't want you listening to me. I want you listening to the Holy Spirit tonight. And I want you to draw a circle around your chair tonight and where there's nobody else in that circle but you and God. And I want you to listen to God tonight. And I want there to be a freedom tonight for you to do whatever God tells you to do. We're going to be going back and forth between looking at some scripture and praying about some things in those prayer times. Even as I'm talking, I may be reading scripture or something like that. I may be singing a song. No, I won't be singing a song. Uh, but, but as that's going on, if you need to get in this altar, you come get in this altar. Matter of fact, uh, let's see. We got Brother David. Stand up, Brother David and Trey. Where's Matt at? Matt, 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 Matt. Stand up, Matt. Stand up, stand up. Stand up, Jerry. Over here, Jerry, stand up. Uh, If you need to... Where's where's Andrew at? I saw Andrew a minute ago. Did he slip back? There you are right there. Uh, Stand up, Andrew. Uh, If you need to talk to somebody in the midst of our prayer times... These guys are available. Not only that, but the life team's available. There are other folks uh, that here that, that can pray with you and stuff. But these guys in particular are available to talk to you tonight, to pray with you tonight. If in the midst of what's going on, you need to do that, these guys are, are, are available to you. Just get them, okay? All right, y'all sit down. Let's do business with God. Let's get real. This morning I was talking about being sincere. And how the Bible tells that we're supposed to serve God with sincerity. That means to be authentic. I like that word authentic. It's, something, it's, it's not something that uh, the younger generation has just come up with. It's been in the Bible all along. <laughs> it's been what God has called us to all along. It's having a real relationship with God. That's, that's real and That's what he has called us to do. The word, we talked about it this morning, that word, it means to be judged by the light. Be judged by the light. And the light is Jesus. And he's here tonight. And what I want us to do, I want us to hold up our lives to the light of Jesus Christ. And let him shine down upon us. And whatever flaws he exposes, let's deal with it. let's get real. Whatever instruction he gives, let's do it. let's obey him. let's get real with him tonight. in Joel chapter two that's what the prophet was doing here joel he's a prophet and he's kind of, he's he is a uh Straightforward prophet, out of the mold of Elijah, he's after Elijah. But he's dealing with some of the same issues, Elijah more in the nation of Israel, Joel a little bit more in the nation of Judah, same, the same issues that, that, that Elijah was dealing with, with idolatry and with uh, things like that. And, and then we've got, we talked this morning about Isaiah, Isaiah talking about how they, they honor me with their lips, they honor me with their words, but their hearts are far from me. That's the same thing that, that is going on here. And so Joel calls to the people of God to get real. To meet with God and get real. And in Joel chapter 2, and verse 12, it says, Yet even now declares the Lord, Return to me with all your heart, with fasting, with weeping, and with mourning, and rend or rip apart your hearts and not your garments. Return to the Lord your God, for he is gracious. Can I get an amen? He is merciful. Can I get another amen? He is slow to anger. Amen? He is abounding in steadfast love. Amen? And he relents over disaster. What that means when it says that he relents over disaster is that we deserve judgment. But there are times when God holds back the judgment. Amen. And that's what we need from God. Verse 14, who knows whether he will not turn and relent and leave a blessing behind him a grain offering and a drink offering for the Lord your God. Below the blow, not below, blow. Blow the trumpet. Why blow the trumpet? Because this is serious stuff. Blow the trumpet in Zion. Consecrate a fast. Call a solemn assembly. Gather the people. Consecrate the congregation. Assemble the elders. Gather the children, even nursing infants, and let the bridegroom leave his room and the bride her chamber. Because this is important stuff. This is the most important stuff. Verse 17, between the vestibule and the altar, let the priest... The ministers of the Lord weep and say, Spare your people, O Lord, and make not your heritage a reproach and a byword among the nations. Why should they say among the people, Where is their God? These folks had their idols, and their idols were just representative of a heart issue. They didn't love God. They loved themselves. And so they had their idols that they would serve to try to get what they wanted. And then they would fake their worship with God to try to get from Him what they wanted. But their hearts were far from God. So Joel, and not just Joel, but the Lord calls them to a solemn assembly. A solemn assembly is a serious meeting. And that's what we need to have tonight is just a serious meeting. Serious meeting with God. This is a time for alarm. This is a time for prayer. This is a time for repentance. This is a time for mourning and weeping. This is a time for change. So tonight, can we just get real? Can we just get real with God? I want to talk about a a few different areas of our life. And as we talk about these areas, what I want you to do is I I want you to be listening to the Holy Spirit of God. When the Holy Spirit begins convicting you, when He shines His light and you see some cracks that need to be corrected, you just see some things that that you need to bring before the Lord. He is a God, is gracious, and merciful, and filled with steadfast love. He can handle our sin, okay? But we need to get real and bring it to Him. That's the problem is that we're trying to keep it all in, and it's festering and it's killing us. We need to get real with God. So I I want us to talk first of all tonight about the sins of hypocrisy. Well, if we're going to get real, we got to deal with it. Some of us this morning in worship service, God was dealing with us about some things, and he's still dealing with us about some things. And now's the time for us to deal with it and get with God. In verse 13, he says there, he says, "Rend your hearts." and not your garments. What is he talking about? What he's talking about is that they were involved in activity, religious activity, religious churchianity if you will. And their judgment had come upon them. God had sent judgment and so what they were doing they had read somewhere. They had read in the Old Testament. They'd seen some example of the prophets that what you needed to do was just kind of rip your clothes, you know, and, and, and act like it was bothering you and stuff, and just start wailing and weeping and all that stuff. And so that's what they were doing. They were just doing that. But they would do that, and then they, the, the judgment that they were under was locusts. By the way, the locusts were coming. They were eating up everything. And so they just they went and they started praying. They started ripping their clothes and wailing and weeping. Then they go out and look out the window and they go, still there? Oh, oh, you know what? Start wailing. And then weeping, and they go back. No, it's still there. Do it some more. They just wanted the locust gone, is all they wanted. Our sin, the worst part of our sin is not that it brings judgment on us, the worst part of our sin is that it put our judgment on Jesus. And that ought to bring some real repentance. Can you just right now, can you just kind of bow your head for a moment? And this is where you get in that circle, okay? And this altar's open for you to come and do business. If you need to talk to somebody, if you need to talk to one of these that was standing, or anybody else, if you need to go to somebody and make something right with somebody, as we're as I'm walking you through this, this is the time to do this. This is what we're talking about. We're just You're not interrupting my sermon. This is my sermon. This this is it. What about you and your relationship with God? Are you faking anything? Are you pretending about anything? Is there anything that God is dealing with and exposing as as false or fake? Are we going through fake repentance? Are we saying things about God that's not true? Are we saying that we're following God? Are we saying that we're available when we're not available? Are we saying we love Jesus when we don't love Jesus? Are we real? Our relationship with God. But Jesus went through on the cross. We were thinking about it earlier. What he went through was very real. Very real. That was a real beating that he took. That was a real whip that was laid upon his back. Those were real nails that were driven into his hands at his feet. That was real blood. It was flowing down his back, his head. That was real pain he was experiencing. How can we offer him something that's not real? Holy Spirit, move among us. Nobody except the Father loves Jesus like you do, Holy Spirit. And nobody seeks to glorify and magnify Jesus like you do, Holy Spirit. So break our hearts. convict us of all of these areas of our life where we are not giving Jesus what he's worthy of. Call us to that place of victory, that place of true repentance. Lord, this is your time. We are your people. We do not belong to ourselves. We have been bought the price. the price of your precious blood. So Lord, fulfill that work of redemption among us here tonight. We have not been redeemed just to go to heaven one day. We have been redeemed to live for you, for your glory now. So whatever is keeping us from doing that, all of it, Lord, deal with it. Show us so that we can bring it to you and get the victory and get the freedom that only you can give. Set us free from the chains that bind us. Listen to the Holy Spirit. But also think about your prayer life tonight. See, one of the reasons we struggle is because there's a neglect of prayer, a serious neglect of prayer. In verse 15, you don't have to read there, but let me just read it for you. In verse 15, he said, blow the trumpet in Zion, consecrate a fast, call a solemn assembly. He said, let's have a serious meeting and let's meet with God and let's hear from God. You see, that's what prayer is. Prayer is hearing from God. Are you... In your prayer life, do you have a prayer life? And if you have a prayer life, in your prayer life, are you hearing from God? Are you taking the time to listen to God, to hear from Him? Because see, if, if we were hearing from God, there would already be a heart change. We would already be repenting. Sometimes we may have a prayer life, but we're telling God rather than listening to God. The Lord of the universe wants to meet with us and speak into our lives. Are we listening to Him? Are we surrendering to Him? Are we getting with Him? And if we were really hearing God, Wouldn't it seem to reason that we'd be hearing and seeing more more answers to our prayers? See, sometimes we pray things and we say, well, God didn't answer that prayer, so it must not have been His will. How do we know what God's will is? Why aren't we listening to Him? God is calling us to a real prayer life. You're willing to take the time to do that right now? Just let the Holy Spirit speak to you about this. Let's take this matter serious. And if you need to move, if you need to get in the altar. you need to talk to somebody, let's practice immediate obedience to what the Holy Spirit's telling us to do. Or we read about the prayers of these women and these men of God. And we look at our prayer life and we see where we're lacking. And the natural thing to do is to say, wow, I wish I could pray like that. When the reality is, if we're going to get real... The question is, why aren't we praying like that? Talk about the prayers of Elijah. And you have told us that the fervent, effectual prayers of a righteous man avail much. Where is our availing prayer? God, call us to a deeper, personal, rich, and meaningful prayer life. So that when we pray for revival, we're praying for revival. We pray for lost souls. Here, you move. work in us. Make us a body of prayer. Men and women of prayer. Then if we're going to get real, we, we need to understand that God called us to be witnesses, he was serious about it. Serious. Where is our witness? Are we being a witness for Jesus Christ? Or is there no witness? That's what he's talking about in verse 17. where he talks about that they were so far from the Lord that the world was saying as The people of God were under the judgment of God. Instead of walking in obedience to God, they would say, where is their God? Can the world see Jesus in you? It's the world hearing Jesus through you. In the book of Acts you understand what they said about those disciples they said these guys have been with Jesus maybe very likely the reason why we're not being the witness that God has called us to be is because we haven't been with Jesus oh he saved us that we've redeemed him we're not listening to Him. We're not meeting with Him. Because that's what I find is that every time I get with God and I see His heart of compassion for the lost and dying world around me, it stirs me. When we meet with God, He cares for the lost world and He gives us that heart and He empowers us to be the witness that He's called us to be. Let's get real. then let's just move into the heart issues. Because that's really what we're talking about. These are some examples out of Joel chapter 2. But the main problem is what he said in verse 12. Where he says, Yet even now declares the Lord, return to me with all your heart. All your heart. You know, we're not going to do this. But I've thought about doing this a lot over the years. About just getting the microphone and just putting it down front. And just saying, okay, we're going to start with this row right here. you come and get on this microphone. And you tell everybody here where you stand with Jesus. How much you love Jesus. On a scale of one to ten. Tell us the truth about where you stand with Jesus. And the reality is, my just saying that made some of you feel uneasy because we're more concerned about what the people around us, that they might know that we're not real with Jesus than we are that Jesus already knows. It is time to get real. Now the reality is, I, my heart is not where it should be with Jesus, but I want to. I want to go there, and God's taken me there, and God's God's moving, and 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 every day. You know, I I I think I've, I've, I'm giving God everything that I have, and then something comes up, and I see another area, and the Holy Spirit deals with me, and He helps me with me. Well, let's start moving toward a whole heart surrender to God. Every we were just singing about it. Every area of, of our lives where we give it to God, where we turn to Him with all our hearts—that's what He deserves. Do you do you understand? I, I love the way the uh, when we were worshiping the way the the. God put those songs together and everything where we have this God who is so, has this deep grace for us and this wide mercy for us that, that He'll take our, our, our shame. Our shame is wide, but His arms are wide, are wider. Our sin is deep, but His grace is deeper. That is our God. That's the motivation because He loves us so much. Let's, let's deal with sin. Let's get rid of this stuff and let's go wholeheart after Him. That's what He deserves. And all too often we we come to church and we come to worship and we go home and there's no heart change. God deserves better than that. Let's start giving Him what He's worthy of. Would you bow your heads? Let's pray. It's time to get real with Him. God, fix our broken hearts. We know you deserve better than we've been given you. Cast down every idol. Overwhelm us with your goodness and your love. Do a work in our hearts and our lives. Prepare our hearts for the coming revival. Prepare your bride. Heal your body. Unite our hearts. Not just with one another, but with you, Jesus. May we all be united together with you. Loving you with all our heart. All our soul. Our strength. I have your church award. This is some tough stuff we got to get real. It's not the easiest thing to preach on, but we got to get real. But let me tell you about our God. When we get real with Him, He will do a real work. We've been looking at these verses in Joel chapter 2. Let me give you a little preview of coming retractions, okay? Later on in Joel chapter 2, in verse 28, he says, And it shall come to pass afterward. After what? After God's people repent. After God's people turn to him with all their hearts. It shall come to pass afterward that I will pour out my Spirit on all flesh. And your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. Your old men shall dream dreams. And your young men shall see visions. Wow. Wow. He goes on and says, even on the male and female servants in those days, I will pour out my spirit. see, when we get real with Him and begin repenting of the sins of hypocrisy, the sins of, uh, of neglecting our prayer life, the sins of not being the witness that God's called us to be, not being obedient to Him and the commands that He has given us in and, and those areas, and, and not our heart not being where it should be, when we begin to, to repent of all those things, and God promises He will pour out His Spirit upon us. He talks, And what does He mean by that? He means that we'll be able to hear His voice. Not just the voice of conviction, the voice of instruction, the voice of encouragement, the voice of empowering in his life. That's what he means by prophesy. He's not talking about people saying, I want this, so I'm going to speak this into existence. No, 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 no. He's talking about hearing from him. And where we're able to say what he's saying. We're able to hear his voice, and we're able to proclaim that into our our lives. What he is telling us to do, that's what real prophecy is, is when God speaks. And God begins to move. And we need him to pour his spirit out upon us so that we can hear. And let me tell you what the Holy Spirit will say. When you get with the Holy Spirit, when he speaks, don't be scared of the Holy Spirit because he will tell you this. He'll tell you how much Jesus loves you. He'll tell you how much He cares for you. He'll tell you how wonderful Jesus is. He'll tell you how worthy He is. And He will empower you to love Him the way He deserves to be loved and to worship Him the way He deserves to be worshipped. That's what the Holy Spirit does. And we need the Holy Spirit to be poured out upon us. So we can do what we cannot do on our own. He is what we need. We need a fresh work of the Holy Spirit of God. where we are filled with His power. That we can give Him what He's worthy of. He gives us the strength. He gives us the desire. Both the will and to do what God has told us to do. He's the one that brings joy. The joy of the presence of God in our lives. He's the one that gives us boldness. Be the witness he's called us to do. But we gotta be emptied of the junk. We gotta be emptied of the flesh. We gotta get rid of all this phoniness and get real with God. So that we can be filled with the Holy Spirit of God. Be the church. has called us to be. This is Doug Ferris, and I'm blessed to be the pastor here at Underwood Baptist Church. I want to thank you for listening to our podcast. It's our prayer that you'll do more than listen to the sermon or gather religious information. We want you to encounter God, and we pray that He will impact your life. If you'd like to contact us for any reason, please go to our website at underwoodbaptist.org. All our contact information is there and we look forward to hearing from you. I hope you were blessed by today's message.